0: You ready, Daisy? I got my co-host Daisy in the background for those seeing on video today. Um, Welcome to the Bonker Beat, episode two. Uh, first and foremost, before we get this thing kicked off, I want to say today we'll be talking about resolutions in episode two. I'm doing another solo episode uh, and some of my New Year's resolutions will be taining to personal finance and I just want to make it clear before we jump into the show that all the opinions and discussions held in this show should not be considered financial advice. I'm a big proponent of uh, financial advisory for the future. Uh, for right now, I think it's really important for people my age to be educated and to understand financial um, things within personal finance but I will again want to preface this is not and should not be considered financial advice I am not a financial advisor please seek a financial advisor um, if you would like to find that advice so with that said as I said last episode to get things kicked uh, Uncle kev hit that beat <laughs> and for those of you that don't know uncle kev uh kevin leone he's my sound guy he made that awesome beat drop uh for the bonker beat uh he's also pursuing his passion right now in making mixes and music and obviously i had to hit up uncle kev to get my beat drop um so thank you uncle kev to that and i can't wait to follow everything he's got going on with his music career in the future But yeah, so thank you, everybody. Welcome into episode two. I'm riding solo again for the Bonker Beat podcast. I'm hoping to get my first guest on. We're trying to get him through the scheduling hoops and jumps um, that he pertains within his career to get on. So I'm hoping sometime in mid-January. I'm really stoked to have the first guest on, and uh, that should be coming, like I said, hopefully sometime in mid-January. For all those of you that listened to episode one of the Bonker Beat, I'd love to shout all of you guys out because episode one brought in a whopping 67 streams. So there's 67 of you out there that are on the ground floor of this thing. And I really can't appreciate it enough. I've had some really cool feedback, uh, from those of you that did listen and encouraged me to keep going. Um, I will say this podcast experience has been more overwhelming. And I would say the word is uncomfortable. It's kind of awkward to talk to yourself for this long. And it's also, I'm not very technically savvy with audio equipment and I'm not very technically savvy with editing. So that's been really challenging and overwhelming to this point. But you know, I want to keep pushing myself and with time, like anything, it will become easier. So bear with me as I know that I haven't necessarily perfected the podcast game within uh, two episodes. But you know, as I wanted to make this episode about New Year's resolutions, but first I kind of wanted to look back in my year in review, at least as it retains to the blog. Um, so my blog this year, I started it in March, and I wrote 36 different blogs covering real estate, covering personal finance, crypto, the stock market, career, recruitment, networking, um, baseball cards, I covered it all. And uh, I really enjoyed it. I had 3,000 unique visitors to my website. I made 78 TikTok videos. I'm gonna get into my TikTok account here as well. Um, that TikTok brought in over one million views, thanks mostly to one real estate view uh, video that went viral. That brought in just about six hundred and fifty thousand views. So that did do the bulk of the carrying of my uh, TikTok viewership. But still, getting over one million views on that account was an awesome accomplishment this year. Um, and as the time of this recording, I have three thousand seven hundred and twenty-eight followers on TikTok. So um, you know we're just getting started there. I mentioned in first episode about how bullish I am on content and specifically on TikTok and how it's really curated to your interests, I think is going to be a huge downstream effect for TikTok in the future. Um, I've got some big goals as they relate to TikTok in 2022. um, But looking back on the blog and the bonker beat this year, I think that was one of the surprising moments for me. And so when I think about the future of my TikTok and the future of the Bonker B, I want to get into some of my New Year's resolutions for the blog. Um, and I'm kind of interesting the way that I set up my New Year's resolutions. I think this year I, I want to have them in all different facets of my life. Um, for the blog, I'm hoping to get 50 blogs put out this year. So again, sticking to roughly one blog a week. Um, I'd like to get that 3,700 follower mark on TikTok, up to 10,000 TikTok. Shout out Ferrero. Nah. Okay. Um, 10,000 followers on TikTok um, this year. So that should be uh, hopefully attainable with a couple of videos. I'm hoping to post videos once or twice a week um, on that channel. And then I'm hoping to do these podcasts two, uh, two times a month. So I'm hoping to put out 24 podcasts this year Um, and then the final kind of bonker beat related goal that I have is $10,000 in side hustle income. And I'll kind of get into that here as well. Uh, throughout 2021, I started kind of getting that entrepreneurial itch. That was a huge reason why I started the bonker beat. Um, I wanted to have a side hustle and a passion project, um, and before I got here, um, and started really focusing a lot of my time into the Bonker beat, I, I was picking up all sorts of different hobbies and side hustles to try to generate income. Um, I actually made uh, $7,354 throughout the course of this year on all different side hustles. I tried everything under the sun, uh, from Uber eats driving to flipping uh, anything that I found on Facebook marketplace, furniture, Um, you know, anything that I could find for free, I was selling it on eBay. I was selling on Facebook marketplace. I was selling things on Amazon. Um, I also um, was doing online surveys. So basically having companies reach out to me and ask for basically feedback on whatever their consumer product was. um, That was a interesting side hustle. I only made like 500 bucks doing that. It, It took a lot of time applying to the survey. So I stopped doing that, but yeah, all in all. And then I made a little bit of money on the blog, actually. Uh, my Google AdSense account is at $10, I think. Now, $14. $14 on Google Ads in the 36 blogs and thousands of of uh, articles and pages that I've sifted through. So, you know, Google ads is not really going to be the uh, moneymaker for the blog. What it's actually gonna come down to is sponsored content. Um, I did have my first sponsor uh, come through the Bonker Beat this year uh, with a cryptocurrency event uh, that hi was sponsoring. And I, uh, if you saw my blogs on there, that was a sponsored content post. So hoping to get some more of those. And if there's any potential sponsors out there listening, shoot them over to the Bonker Beat. We can see if they're uh, aligned. <laughs> But um, that's kind of where my goal has been throughout this past year, um, was just to basically learn as many side hustles as I could. And now going into 2022, I'm focused on trying to get to that $10,000 in side hustle income. Um, I'm definitely gonna do that still by hitting up garage sales when the spring and summertime rolls around again. There's a lot of money in flipping things on Facebook Marketplace, on eBay, going through at antique stores, going through garage sales. Um, yeah, I'm a big follower of Gary V, and I know anybody who's interested in Gary V. he promotes um, Trash Talk. It's a segment of his content that he goes to garage sales and he'll flip things from Hot Wheels to you know pieces of furniture or obscure stamp collections or what have you. Um, so that was a, a part of my inspiration to give it a go. Uh, and I made $3,500 just flipping stuff this year. So I, I was pretty proud of that. So that's going to be basically my North Star for my side income and the bonker beat blogs, but um, I think that there's other areas of my life that I'll also be having um, resolutions for. I just started a new career in September at Michael Page Recruitment. I specialize primarily within finance, accounting, um, anything within private equity, real estate investment trusts, hedge funds, in but largely the New York City metro area. Um, I'm starting to recruit for. So this year I have a goal to basically hit my bonus target each quarter, um, which is an ambitious goal because they set those targets pretty high at Michael Page in order to to get that goal, but I'm, I'm hoping that I can attain that. So that's one area of my life that I'm focusing on. Another is my health. I think I'd love to start working out two to three times a week, and then I'm also going to be drinking more water because I don't drink nearly enough water. Um, so that's kind of on the health and career page. And then finally, the last part that I wanted to spend a decent chunk of time talking about on the podcast today, um, was my financial goals in terms of personal finance and making a budget. Uh, so anybody who followed my latest blog post last week, I had an exciting announcement that me and Amanda have started looking for houses. Um, and anybody who knows the current state of the housing market or read the blog knows that can be a pretty stressful time because housing right now is going through the roof. And so um, it's a very quick turnaround. We've probably looked at anywhere from seven to 10 houses. um, And there was been a few that have really piqued our interest, but the turnaround time from seeing it to putting an offer into it is just extremely quick. I mean, they want you to look at a house and basically put an offer in on it the next day. And me and Amanda are not necessarily the most decisive people when it comes to something uh, this important. so. Uh, That's been challenging. So one of the things that we're thinking about doing in 2022 is making it a goal to buy a house. And obviously that's gonna be changing a lot of our financial uh, habits because we need to be higher in cash. There's a couple other big things we have this year. I think we have five weddings um, and obviously there's gonna be some bachelorette and bachelor parties that are included in there that requiring travel. Uh, We're also trying to take a vacation because one of those weddings happens to be in Spain. So we are thinking about taking a Europe vacation, kind of parlaying that into the um, the wedding. So I also want to continue to save and invest in my brokerage accounts, my retirement accounts. We have a house we're saving for, we all do these trips and these weddings, and a lot of people that can probably relate to this listening are in their mid-20s looking at their wedding calendar this year saying, oh my God, I have no idea how I'm going to pay for all this. Um, So, maybe you can relate to this. One of the big goals that we have for 2022 is making a strong budget. Um, There's a couple of things that I like to call non negotiables within my budget that I think kind of help continue on my progress and my journey that I have for long term savings goals. Uh, The first non negotiable for me is putting the $500 a month into my Roth IRA. And I'm going to take a stop right here and make sure that everybody listening knows what a Roth IRA is. And if they haven't yet opened one, please do so. Um, again, as I mentioned at the top of the show, this does not constitute as financial advice, but it's really important that you understand what a Roth IRA does and the benefits of it. A Roth IRA stands for individual retirement account. It is not your 401k at your employer. It is a different type of retirement account. It funds the same type of thing. Obviously, your end goal is to be retired, uh, but it's a different vehicle to get there. So the reason that Roth IRAs are so special, and especially for young people, is that you are investing your money into your Roth IRA. You're buying a traditional stock, mutual fund, ETF, whatever it may be. You're using that money after it has been taxed and given to you net. So once you have received your paycheck, after it's gone through all the taxes and it's yours, you're now investing it back into the IRA vehicle. If you keep that money in there, and it grows over time which historically the S&P 500 since I think around the 50s has returned about a 10% return when you pull that money out after the age of 59 and a half you do not pay tax or capital gains on the withdrawal from your Roth IRA now if you're saying well what if i need that money before i'm 59 and a half you can still take the money out of your Roth IRA that you put in penalty free and there's no harm so if you put in ten thousand dollars and the account grows to fifteen thousand dollars in five years and you need five thousand dollars back you can take that five thousand dollars out of your roth ira penalty free it is only on the penalty only comes when you are taking it on money that you have made before you're 59 and a half there's also exclusions to that if you're using your money say for buying a house first time home buyers um, do not have to pay the penalty for withdrawing money out of the roth ira now listen I'm not advising you, again, this is not financial advice, I'm not a financial advisor, but I'm not saying that the best route to take would be to pull money out of your Roth IRA early. I love the Roth IRA because it's going to compound and grow annually at a tax-free rate. As opposed to your 401k account, you're putting that money in there before it's getting taxed, right? So if you make $100,000 in a year and you put 10% of your income into your 401k, you're getting that 10% right into your 401k, that $10,000 is going right in there. But when you are retired and you wanna start pulling money out of that account, you're gonna get taxed on it like it's regular income. That doesn't happen with the Roth IRA. You pull that money out of the account, it's tax-free, it's penalty-free. It is an amazing investment in vehicles, especially for young people. It's actually so good that they have a salary cap of, I believe it's $135,000. You're gonna to have to look online what the salary cap is for it. But once you cross that threshold of income the government doesn't even allow you to have a roth ira because they know how powerful it can be and there's a contribution limit of six thousand dollars a year that you can only add to it because again it's so strong Um, if you want to learn more i wrote a blog about roth iras i might just do a podcast episode on roth iras because i'm so passionate about it if you haven't seen it check it out and read about roth iras another non-negotiable that i started this past year was putting 500 bucks a month into just a regular emergency savings account Um, I've started to kind of top that off now that I've hit my three to six months of quote unquote uh, monthly expenses. Um, So now I'll just be starting to target more of that money into me and Amanda's house fund. Um, I've historically invested 30 to 40% of my net income into the stock market, which I understand is pretty aggressive for a lot of people and further along on the risk curve, but I'm just very bullish on US equities for the future I understand that there's a higher level of risk associated with investing into the stock market, but over the long term, investing into the US stock market has proven to be the best investment that you can put uh, your money to work in. So now I need to look at my finances and say, okay, I'm saving for a house, I have all of these trips. Um, I need, probably need to stop being so aggressive in my individual brokerage account. So I will be shifting that 30 to 40% into the market, probably down almost to 10% and that 30% of my net income is gonna be going to my house fund. Um, so if you are one of those people that are also thinking about buying a house or have weddings and all these different expenses coming up, consider taking a look at your overall breakdown of expenses. How much money are you bringing in every month? How much are you spending? and start categorizing things in terms of, is this a non-negotiable or can I trim this down to start putting it into a different percent allocation? Um, I, I started doing that and I actually have a breakdown percent wise of some of my um, budget for 2022. Um, my all-in housing expenses, including mortgage, mortgage insurance, property tax, home insurance, HOA fees, all that stuff, I wanna keep my housing expenses under 30%. Um, obviously then the other 70% go across a number of different things, food, investment, saving, travel, entertainment, and then basically miscellaneous. So think about how much money you spend every month on groceries, right? I typically spend around 200 to $250 a month on groceries. Um, put that in, that should be roughly X percent of your budget and kind of go down the list that way. Um, a lot of these different Credit card companies now also are able to categorize your spending. So start thinking about that. Like, do I need to spend $200 a month on clothes? Maybe I take that down to a hundred and I put that hundred bucks towards a new savings account that's strictly for travel for all these bachelorette or bachelor parties you have. Those are some of the thought exercises that you can have that can start helping make you a budget. Um, So yeah, that's a huge goal of mine in 2022. Um, but aside from that, I guess I kind of want to ramp out of now the personal finance talk. Cause I know I can lose some people here. I do think it's really important, um, to be pretty on top of your finances and I'll be putting out more content as this year goes on on personal finances and kind of meet a manager that eat through saving for a house, budgeting for these trips and things like that. Um, but finally, I think the most important and underrated new year's resolution goal to be talking about is just your happiness. And I think when I look back on 2021, um, I spent a good portion of it really, really down and hard on myself. I think it was the most challenging year for me emotionally and mentally. I think I just was difficult transitioning through jobs and trying to find myself in my career. And when I kind of zoom out of my life and how much I've been able to get to and how many things I have to be thankful for, you know, I think I was unnecessarily hard on myself. And I think about you only get this one shot at life and I'm only going to be 25 years old one time in my life. And I have a lot of these experiences that I'm going to look back on and be so thankful for that I had. And I don't want to spend these experiences so uptight and stressed like I have been for a, a lot of my life. So while all of these resolutions are important and it's important to think about these financial goals and your side hustles and your career and your businesses, they don't mean much if you're spending them miserable and not happy. So what I would challenge you to do and challenge myself to do when I think about 2022 is just to be happy and to enjoy the ride as you're moving through it. Cause I I can realize now just sitting here at 25, looking at 26 next year, that life goes at you fast. And if you don't stop and smell the roses, you're gonna miss it. So I hope everyone puts their mental health first, their physical health first this coming year. I hope that, you know, I myself can be a little less hard on myself um, and enjoy the journey. So thank you all for a great 2021. I look forward to seeing you all on the other side, and I hope you all have a happy and healthy 22. Be well, everybody.